Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. All right, so today on the episode, we wanted to talk about some of the current events that have been happening in our country as of recently, and just kind of share like our thoughts and what we feel like could be part of the solution, or I guess asking ourselves questions of how we can be part of the solution and grow and do whatever we can to make a better, better, I don't know what word would you use, a better Better world. World. <laughs> yeah. Better world is the best place to do it. So so obviously straight up, if you've listened to us for a while or you know us or you see us, you know like we are just two white girls in Columbus, Ohio. So this isn't gonna be we're coming from from a place of our understanding and we're coming from a place of our experiences and what we see. So you might not agree with everything or might be perfect. And we are totally fine with people reaching out and talking with us because that's what I think needs to happen more, more conversation, more, more dialogue, you know, in order to get people at a place of understanding and learning and growing together. So. Right. And I think that, that ultimately is if we're open and honest, it leaves no gray area so that we can have this honest approach with everything that's happening and just speak from the heart. And I think, you know, to piggyback off of what Aaron had just said is that if you know us personally or been following us, you know that we, we speak our hearts and we are both very faith based. Like Mm -hmm. you're just women of faith. Our faith teaches us to live in freedom and to serve and love one another. And that's been our heart's mission and our goal and intent to be inclusive and to, you know, just we need to know where we can improve and how we can become better leaders and better women. Right. So obviously it's a crazy, crazy world. Lots of scenarios, lots of reactions to to the George, George Floyd, I was going to say death, but murder to that. A lot of reaction. Obviously we're seeing tons of protests across the nation, riots, whatever. But I think more importantly, if you look deeper, you do see conversation, you do see dialogue, and you do see people, I guess, kind of opening their minds and, and learning and, and kind of growing together. And that's kind of what I like to focus on is, is on that. Because again, like I said, everyone's not going to agree. I am not a fan of writing and setting fires and all that kind of stuff. So maybe some people are, maybe they think that's the way to do it. That's, that's great, but that's not my opinion, I guess. But what I do like to see is, and there's a lot of great stuff out there. I think there's a lot of people doing things the right way and having a conversation and, that, in my opinion, is is more effective. But again, I've never had a protest for my right to just be alive on a street. So I don't know. <laughs> but I think that I know for me personally, and I think verbiage too, you know, everyone says like, check your white privilege, you know. And so I think the way people frame things is why people get so defensive. I think if you look at social media and everything, it's really just defensive. Everyone's defensive of their own beliefs. And I think because everyone attacks their beliefs. So, you know, when people come at you like, with your white privilege, you know, that doesn't make me want to like check myself. In. You know what I mean? People's defense mechanisms go up and you don't want to have that conversation. So I've had to personally take time to sit and think like, well, what does that even really mean? And what does that mean to me? And why do I feel a certain way when I hear people say that, <laughs> you know? And so just having conversations with friends that I've known and just understanding people's different backgrounds and perceptions and how they grew up. Like I grew up in a town where it's like police were the good guys. Like that's where you go when you have a problem. 
But other folks that I've talked to have said like they grew up in scenarios where it's like, man, police you want to stay away from because if the police are around, you're going to get blamed for something or you don't know what's going to happen. And so it's kind of crazy, like just seeing these different perspectives, I guess. So in understanding what's happening and how we can be a part of the solution, I guess, instead of just the... I guess just the continuing down, creating more and more division. Like how do we talk and understand and have that open dialogue and not be so defensive so that we can learn and grow? Right. And I think that just, it's having that sense of awareness where I feel like personally, many people don't have a keen sense of of self-awareness when it comes to kind of just checking themselves. Because when, if something's brought to light, we shouldn't feel a, a trigger of defense, but yet kind of that aha, like, oh, I didn't realize that. So thank thank you for pointing that out or shining light in that area because that provides that opportunity to learn and grow and unlearn some of the actions and beliefs that we had just kind of mindlessly absorbed as sponges throughout our, our whole cultural upbringing that it's, we can't take that as, as a, a personal attack, but yet an opportunity to really sit down and say, wow, okay, I, I guess... I didn't understand that. And it was kind of my first take when I heard the word white privilege. I I did get kind of defended because I'm thinking, you know, from a white perspective, I didn't ask to be born white, just Mm -hmm. like nobody of any other color had asked to pick the color of their skin. But when I started digging deeper into what that actually meant, I believe that the privilege is knowing, coming from that heart of that, that space of being open to listening and hearing is that now I understand that I don't need to fear my life when I go out. I don't have to worry if I'm going to be pulled over. I don't need to worry about when I'm walking my my neighborhood or any area of the city or anywhere in the world that I'm not being judged. And I don't have to live in that constant fear. And I never really understood it because that was the reality and perception of, of the lens that I've been wearing, which is, I guess, technically, if you want to call it, that white privileged lens. I didn't understand that. So when somebody shined that light in the area, I was like, wow, okay, so now maybe I need to fine tune that lens. Let me see if I can put myself in somebody else's shoes and try to understand. And that's really, for me, coming from that place of compassion and empathy, because then I'm able to step in somebody's shoes, not, you know, literally, but I could feel, I can listen, I can be present, I can be aware of my own actions and how to become a better human being. And that really is paving the way of just open and honest conversations because it's not about defending, it's about listening and it's about being active. And I think we can learn through our, through our conversations on both sides because I feel that there's beliefs on both sides, whether it's black versus white or you know, people of color or whatever, whatever cultural background we come from. To be a better human, we need to have that love and compassion and empathy. And I feel like that lacks a lot because we're not, we're not even aware of what that feels like for ourselves. And that comes to, you know, having a big concept of self-awareness. If you don't know who you are or where these beliefs and everything came from, then that's where you need to check yourself. It doesn't matter who or what color you are, because somewhere along our lines of like just growing up in this culture, in our society, like I said, we're a sponge. We absorb so much and we just kind of operate on this autopilot until somebody kind of throws a, a you know a speed bump in in the in the road and you're like how to stop you had a pause and you're like wow i didn't know that was there thank you for helping me see it right and i guess one thing that for lack of a better word i think sucks about the whole scenario and some of this some being brought to light is because you do realize like 
like my brain works on like solutions, like constantly identifying like, okay, this is a problem. What do we do to fix it? Right. And I think in scenarios such as what's happening today is that there isn't a way to fix it. I think you can bring awareness. Maybe people check themselves more, reevaluate their perceptions, but like evil exists and it's going to exist forever. Like, I don't know how you cure racism. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how you take a 50 year old man, black or white, that has hate in their heart toward another race or another type of human being and fix that, you know, (laughs) like that's on them. I mean, we can, like I said, bring awareness, talk, show it. But like, I think that's where those conversations need to come into place because I don't think people respond to, like I said, just being defensive and all this kind of stuff. Like there's no growth in that. And I don't know how, I guess for me, like that's what's what, what I struggle with. Like I said, cause I'm so, I want to find the solution and fix it and like get to the, get to the core, fix it. And we all move on. But you know, this has been, since earth has existed, there's been hate in people and, and whatever it is toward any other kind of group of people, which again, sucks when you have to say group of people, (laughs) like chunks of people. Cause I feel like that's the whole point. It's like, there's white people, there's black people, there's Hispanics, there's whatever there's now like, you know, people identifying just police as one whole, I guess in this whole scenario too, is like the police are bad or the police are good or the police are good. And there's a few bad apples. You know what I mean? Like it's all these chunks of people where it's like, even on the police force, there's a lot of different ethnicities, backgrounds, that kind of stuff too, where it's like, they're not, it's not police are good or bad or black people are good or bad or white people are good or bad. It's just people. I think sometimes we, we have to, I think like as humans, like we have to like put things in a box to be able to like label them (laughs) and like identify with them. Do you know, you know what I mean? Like we have to be able to be like, oh, that's because of this or whatever. Where it's like people are people no matter what. So, and I do understand obviously with the issue some people might hear that and be like, that's, we're missing the point. Like, I do understand the point more so as of recently that like, in what Rachel was talking about too, like, yeah, like there is a scenario, like more black people probably do fear for their lives way more than I do when getting pulled over by a police officer or being in certain parts of town or whatever, you know? So I don't know, I guess for me, it's just a struggle because I get frustrated because I don't know how to fix it. And then when you hop on social media, you just see people arguing and being defensive and it's like, well, that's not fixing anything. So it's just kind of figuring out where that is. And I guess having that surrender of knowing I can't fix it. That's why we all need Jesus. You know, he's probably the only person that can fix this. <laughs> so hundred percent agree. I Right. And when you had said about how do you change a heart of hate and it's my, my answer to that will always be more Jesus, yeah. but many people don't know Jesus and don't have a, a, a faith or I had this conversation with a friend of mine just recently. And it's like, I, I'm not one to say there is a right or a wrong, but I don't know if like my faith is the right faith, but it's for me. And so I think ultimately we need to find what works best for us. And I think just ultimately when you know that you're created with love and have had love since the beginning, that it's still in your heart. And somehow we've allowed our external world to harden that. And, you know, when we talk about putting people in boxes, it's almost like we're trying to compartmentalize in our brain to make sense and seek for proof. That's the word. (laughs) To validate that belief. And now Mm -hmm. one person doesn't matter what color, race, religion, sex, orientation, whatever that is, we identify one person who did you wrong. Therefore you label that box as bad. And 
I have, I'm so anti just labels in general, because when we yeah. start labeling things, then we put judgment, then we put feeling or an emotion toward it. Right. And then you seek out proof to validate that, you know? And so this is just kind of the concept I know is totally like off tangent, but it's like when we look at food and when, when I started, when I struggle with like, you know, with my relationships with food, I realized I was labeling things. And I know that this is just an example that so many other people can relate to because food is just kind of like that even. Place. We all eat it. Right. But we're identified as this is a good food, a dirt, a bad food. This is clean food. This is dirty food, junk food, good food, healthy food. And so all these foods, if we want to think of the food as just our, our culture, we're placing those labels and individualizing one aspect of food. And so then we fear these foods and food groups because of the, what we believe to be true about it. But at right. the end of the day, food is food, is fuel and nourishment for our bodies and our minds and our souls. So if we want to look at the food as the individual groups of like people, that's who we are. We are people with hearts, with souls, and we are meant for love and to serve each other and to help each other because we are human beings. There shouldn't be labels and identities to it. And so those beliefs that we've acquired over time, we really need to face those head on and address like, where did those beliefs stem from? Where did those beliefs come from? Like, are they mine? Did I learn it in school? Did a friend of mine say this back when maybe I was six years old and, you know, maybe I saw somebody being, you know, in danger and there happened to be a black person there or happened to be a white person there. All of a sudden now we assimilate those stories and beliefs and attach them to those labels of individuals. And we really need to strip all of this down and go backwards and be like, holy crap, I don't know anything about anything and start building from that point forward. That's exactly right too. Cause I grew up where I grew up a super small town, all white kids, but like I grew up just like South of Youngstown. And so when we watched the news every night, it was always gang stuff, gang related crimes on the news. So growing up in like a basically pretty all white town and you watch the news and you see like, then you identify like, those are the bad guys. They're the ones that cause trouble and are bad. And it took me like moving away and going to college and meeting people of different backgrounds. And I guess like just through business ventures over the past 10 years, meeting people from all different backgrounds where it's like, that's just exactly what you just said. Like we get, have one scenario that happens in our head and that sticks with us for life. And we like, or most people, I guess, sticks with them mostly for life. But I know. It's crazy. And I think like it's um it's good like awareness, like learning and understanding all this. And I hope there's some good that that comes out of things that we're all learning from each other too. But I guess in saying that, I would say too, if anyone is listening to us, like I said in the beginning, like we're just we're two white girls. So we're doing the best we can to learn and understand and be open and and come from a different place. But but if you know, I guess, I guess I would say like, I'm, I just love conversation. I'm open. So if there's anyone listening or, you know, somebody that is a person of a color of color, or even a police officer, I mean, anything right now, like I would just love to have open dialogue and conversations. Or if like you're listening and you feel like you have a point to make or something, or you want to correct us on something or whatever it is, I would just like, feel free to reach out to us or have a conversation or maybe come talk with us on a podcast sometime because I just want to keep the conversation and dialogue going of this so people can learn and grow together. Exactly. Exactly. And I think overall, like you don't know what you don't know until you know, and then when you know, (laughs) you can do better. And right now I don't know a lot of things. I'm basing it off of my own personal life's experiences. And, you know, for me to, to do better, I need to know. And that all comes from just 
you know, conversation like what Aaron said, and I feel like there's a lot on social media when you turn to social media to maybe look for some solutions so that you can become a better person. It's filled with a lot of projection of people's emotions where, um, you know, instead of trying to be a solution, they're adding more fuel to the fire because everyone's expressing that, that hurt the emotion of pain into how they feel. And then it's, it's hard to have conversation without both sides being emotionally heightened, which leads to debate and nobody wins. So I already know that I don't know enough. And, and for me to know, I have to be called out on it in a way that helps me learn instead of attacking. And that's where we're both open for this dialogue and conversation, you know, so I'll never know, but I can learn and I, I, I want to be taught. You know, so, so and it's not, and and I know that it's not, you know, the responsibility of a black person to teach a white person or a white person to teach a black person. But I think just from human to human that we could come together as collectives and trying to have that uncomfortable conversation because that's in the uncomfortable like zone that we were we're afraid to step into it because it's uncomfortable, but that's, I love discomfort because that I know that I'm stretching and I'm growing and I'm learning. And every time I do that, it makes me a better person. And that's been a mission of mine is to continue becoming a better version of myself. And so that's what our, our podcast is about. That's what our community is about. That's what our, our missions. I know that Aaron has the same thing because we're constantly stretching outside of our boxes to, to become better individuals. Exactly. Exactly. So reach out to us, come have a conversation with us and call us out, do whatever we need to do. But definitely appreciate you guys taking time to listen. Just be nice to each other. Don't attack people on social media, have conversations. And hopefully we can all grow from there and reach out to us and have a conversation with us. And if you want to have conversation, come join us in the Confident Woman community on Facebook. We, we love just to have the community conversation and it's a place where we're, us as women, we want to support and we grow together as a full community. So hopefully you guys will join us there and we'll look forward to chatting it up. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's the Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.